would tell us. <laughs> but I will say that overall, I, I'm super excited. And, um, you know, the homeboy Quincy uh, set it up. And so now we've got like a little layout. And, uh, and, and by the way, if, if, in case you just got here, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. And I'm a finance PhD. My wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins, is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. And uh, we like to get together and have conversations uh, that sometimes are against our pillows, uh, where we just talk about stuff and break down things that are happening in the world. So if you like intelligent black content, well, this is the place to be. Yeah, I have an idea. I think we should go live. Um, we should put our pajamas on and go live in the middle of the night or something. Have like a uh, slumber party. Well, you know what? We should I, do something like that. I actually am going to do a financial slumber party um, at oh, some point. A financial slumber party. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we actually planned that today in the Black Business. I thought you knew. I thought you knew. Yeah, we had a financial. Oh, we're so connected, boys. We are. I just picked up on what you wanted. Just picked up on it, girl. <laughs> you just picked up on it. So, but okay. Want, oh, I'm sorry. I don't want to invade your financial slumber party. It could be something totally different for well, us, though. You're, you're invited. Okay. You're invited. Thank you for inviting me, but you know. Just wear your sexy pajamas. Okay. <laughs> All right. So um, today our topic is uh, what questions would you ask on a first date? And I thought that would be really interesting. Um, I thought that it would be fun to uh, ask that question. And we put the question up on uh, Instagram and we had a lot of people that uh, gave some interesting responses. And, uh, and I just think we'd start from the top in terms of laying out the uh, the questions and the answers that we received and some of the most interesting responses. And so uh, I put it on my Instagram. My Instagram is The Real Voice Watkins. The Black Love Blueprint is our Facebook page, and that's where we also posted it. And uh, the first question is, do you have baby pictures? Now, like what that. is that? Why do you why think would somebody you ask? would ask, do you have baby pictures? What, what are your thoughts Wait, on that? Wait, there were some replies underneath. If we click under there, I want to know what people said. I know, right? Who knows right? Why do you think that people will want baby pictures? Don't appreciate, they don't appreciate the value in this question. What is the value? I don't, listen, it would never occur to me to ask somebody on the first date, can I see pictures of you as a baby? Um, I think I know why. What, what reason would that be? Because we got this world where people will be switching their genders like it ain't nothing, like they switch their draws. And you want to make sure. You think it's that common that you have to fellas, ask it on the first date? <clears throat> fellas, in the chat, I want you to comment on how you would feel if you found out that the hot girl you're dating used to be named Michael when he was a baby. She was a baby. Yeah. How, how would you feel? Seriously, I, I'm asking the fellas. Like, give me, give me, give me a comment in the chat. How would you feel? Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying you'd want to go beat somebody up or something. We don't condone that kind of violence or whatever, but. I'm sorry if I found out you were really a boy and then you just I would decided Andrew instead of Alicia. Oh my God. That, that would bother me. Yeah. And and it's, it, it makes, it makes me mad because people go, they're like, Oh, that's transphobic. It's like, no, it's not transphobic. People just want to date the correct gender and they don't want to be fooled. Yeah. I think that's overkill to ask for baby pictures because of that reason. I think that's overkill. Cause what is the popular? Okay. Looking at the population as a whole, Less than 1%, probably 0.5%. I know it's a very small percentage of people are transsexual is what you're asking. Like, but, it's but, not that, it's not common. Like, I just feel like, get out of here with this. 
lack of trust. <laughs> yeah, but if like if you, if you sent your child to school and I said there's only a one percent chance your child's going to die today, less than one percent. Would, would you send your Would you send your child out into the street if you knew that there's like a 05 percent chance, like a one in four hundred chance that they're going to? We do it every day when we get in the car and drive yeah. off. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Okay. okay next I one. Next one. Okay. okay so I just want to say put, the first put, question is a little overkill. Put, okay, put, put another one up there, Roger. Quincy. Let's Okay. <laughs> Somebody asked, do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Okay, you know that Jesus? is a very good question, particularly for those who are extremely religion, religious. And I know a lot of women, it's JPL Cosmetics. A lot of women, they they want a God-fearing man. Yes, Lord. 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 Yes, Lord. So that's a value question. That's I, talk. I think that's I think that's a lot. I'm just saying, I think that's a really good question because mm. it gets to your values, it gets to um, what is it that you hold that's important. And so I think that's an excellent question um, to ask on the first date because value mm. conflicts are something really, really tough okay. to overcome. I can see that. Yeah, I can see that if, in case there was a conflict, right? Like I think if you are a strong Christian, it would be hard for you to date somebody who's like, yeah, I'm a Satan worshiper or, you know, or I think church is just stupid. Or you know, Jehovah Witness or, mm. or even just Catholic. Mm -hmm. There are some people who are like holy and sanctified that could never ever date someone who's Catholic. That's true. Although it's a similar Bible. I don't well, know, but a lot of people find that that to be important, particularly when you're raising children. Mm -hmm. Like, what do you do? Like, it's it's a big issue. That That is tough. But, you know, I think um, I, I personally think a lot of black women miss good men because they require men to go to church. And, and mo a lot of men I know, most men I know don't want to go to church. They don't want to they don't want to sit there and, and have the pastor tell them what to do and then take their money. They just don't, you know, go by into that. And then me, I just stay home and watch football. So I probably wouldn't be good. You know, thank goodness you aren't heavily religious. Okay, what's the next one, Quince? Mm -hmm. Go throw another one up there. Um, are you unvaxxed? Did you get the jab? Interesting. Okay. That's okay. What... So it's I don't know. I guess it could be. Uh, oh, this one should be pinned. Okay. So that gets into like your way of thinking like are you in contact with alternative information or are do you just adhere to the mainstream so that's a good question that's a really good sort of like debatable question well i think it's unfortunate that something as serious as the covid situation can you say that word are we going to be I... blocked I don't know. Uh, I think the I think that the jabs and all that it mm -hmm. does, it was sad that it became so political that yeah. you know we went past health and and, and I, I thought about this too and I said you know can you imagine if we took obesity as seriously as we took COVID you you would literally you would literally save four hundred thousand lives a year and 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 you've got people dying from preventable illnesses that relate to the food we eat. Uh, the toxic food they put in the grocery stores and in and, and fast food restaurants. A sedentary lifestyle. Yeah, don't don't mm -hmm. exercise. You know, you know, don't. I mean, basic stuff like just going to the gym two or three times a week can make a big difference. And why don't the, why doesn't the government put money behind that? Why don't they put as much energy behind preventative stuff as opposed to just get this shot and make Moderna rich? And that's going to mm -hmm. say that's going to solve all your problems. There is no magic shot. There's no magic pill. There's no magic drug. Get your ass up and exercise and stop eating like, you know, like like a crazy person. Yeah. So I think a better question would say, tell me about your lifestyle. Like, what does a typical day look for you? Mm. Like, that would be a really good question, because then you can get to whether they're going to have the immune system. Mm. Do you have a strong immune system? Well, you don't ask direct questions like that. You just ask 
tell me about your day. What's your typical mm. day look like? And they say, oh, I get up in the morning, I go to the gym and I do, you know, so of exercise and smart eating and all of that. And not saying I go to the, I don't go to the gym. I sleep all day. I go to McDonald's. I do all these things. Like you're really asking about lifestyle. That would be a better question. Okay. Uh, what's the next one? Uh, do you believe in two parent homes? Oh, Ooh, I think I think that's a big one. That's a good one. But most people are going to lie. They're going to say, yeah, of course I do. Yeah. So that's interesting. I thought about that. Actually, the very first, I think like instead of asking somebody, do you believe in Jesus again, just on the first date? I guess it's important to ask this type of these types of questions. But the best way to get to know somebody is to just watch them mm -hmm. because you don't know. There are a lot of people. And I don't want to like put fear in anybody's heart, but there, there are some people who just like, oh, he goes to church every day and I want to get with him. So I better say, I, I, I love Jesus too. So I can go to church. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's like, you never know how somebody manipulates other people and try to give you the answer you want to hear on a first date where you get to know somebody by what they do. So it's better okay. to just watch them. So you're going, so if you want a, a God fearing man and you go out to dinner with them, do they pray first before you just, you know, start chomping and eating? Do they say, wait, hold on, um, mm. let's pray before we eat. And then you'll know, mm, you know, right. then you'll know if they're God. So it's like watching their behavior more so than just having them answer these questions because people could be blowing hot air up your butt. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they never know. They just well, well, I remember T.D. Jakes. I remember T.D. Jakes saying that when you date somebody, you're not meeting them, you're meeting their representative. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's, as long as the representative is closely tied to who they are. Like, it's mm -hmm. okay when you go on a date to put your best foot forward as long as it's true to who you are. Like, mm -hmm. you know, as long as it's because not everyone is perfect, of course. We know every people have faults. But yeah, you want to make a good impression. Um, so make sure you put what's genuine to you forward. <laughs> you want to be yourself for sure. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, everybody, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. And Alicia is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. So if you'd like to learn more about what she does, you can take a visit to coachingwithdralicia.com. That's coachingwithdralicia.com. She sees clients on a regular basis. Uh -huh. And uh, you can actually Look apply. Look at my website. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, Look there it is. Look how nice that is. I'm so <laughs> proud not, of myself. You're not supposed to brag about your own website. <laughs> I'm not bragging. I'm just proud of myself. Well, I'm proud of you, too. This was nothing a while ago. And to create something out of absolutely nothing, it really, I, it never mm. ceases to amaze me. I'm ending the year strong, boys. I just yes, want to say are. that. I was, like, showing you today. I was like, boys, look at me. Uh, and, yes. and I really, like... I really have to say thank you to you because I never would have done this on my own. I never would have thought I could have done it by myself. I never would have in a million years. I didn't think that I could be where I am today. So I appreciate that. Well, I mean, you know, you, you work very, very hard. I did work. Hard. Um, you have a lot of credentials. You've been doing this for 20 something years. You're a very serious social worker. You um, have a lot of, you have the certifications, uh, certified clinical trauma professional. You, have been seeing clients for a couple of decades. You are a full professor, which is very rare. Mm -hmm. It's very rare to get a PhD. Less than 1% of the population gets a PhD. 
for black people, it's probably more like 0.5% of the population. <laughs> I'm talking about real PhDs when you really have to go through a real tough program. I'm not not a mail-in PhD. Yeah, I'm not talking about, you know, like like online and all. I'm talking about real, like, Dr. Christina Parks and I were talking about that, just how traumatic and difficult it is to get through oh. a standard, you know, research institution um, to get a doctorate. It's, it's, it's painful. And, uh, and then, in addition to that, very few PhDs become full professors. So... Um, you know, I think that you probably want to think about that. Like, why? What makes you? What made you feel like you didn't have the confidence? Because uh, there are, I see a lot of people out here that ain't got no credentials that are killing it. They are so killing it, and not only do they have no credentials, but their advice is pretty awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm well, like, oh my god, please don't do anything this person <laughs> is telling you. You're gonna be. I just wonder about results, but anyway, um, yeah, I do. I, but although I think it is important to hear other people's life story, and I think you can learn from that. But it's when they try to cross the line and try to say, you know, I'm an expert in this, and they have no background. Like as a mm. public, people should ask a little more questions. Like I wish people would ask me more questions mm. when they come to see me, because then I can talk about. It. Oh, by the way, I just got my candidacy to become a financial therapist. A Certified financial therapist. I'm done. Let me just tell you, I'm done. No more credentials. <laughs> I'm a moratorium on credentials for me. Well, I'm, I'm working on my pilot's license. That's my next credential. I'm gonna. Be, oh, that's right. So yeah. I guess I cannot say no more credentials because we just love learning. Well, things. that's the credential I want. I want to get that pilot's license. I ain't trying <laughs> to get no more. Uh, I, 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 my PhD was last time I had to prove to anybody I understand finance. I don't need to take no more tests, none of that stuff. Uh, but All okay, right. so, so, so on. today's topic. By the way, if you haven't hit the thumbs up button, if you haven't hit the share button and subscribe button, uh, please go ahead and do that. Also, if you go to boysandalicia.com, you can get a free e-copy of my book, Financial Lovemaking. So feel free to go to boysandalicia.com. Okay, so, uh, so we were asking today, uh, what are some good questions to ask on the first date? Uh, we can go through a few more. Uh, next question is, what is your credit score? I think that's a good one. What is your credit score? Ooh, right. I think that's, I you think think that's that'd a be, little that'd be awkward. That'd be awkward to I'd ask like, the first why? time. Why do you want my credit right. score? Right. That, that would be, that, that was almost like asking how much is in your bank account. I don't think you need to. See, instead of credit score, you can ask questions like, I'm thinking of buying a home. What do you think? You mm. know, and, oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I bought. I've owned like five properties. Like if someone said they own five properties, unless they pay cash for them, they have to get credit somehow. Like there's, there's sort of, there's like a, a, a better way to ask stuff like that. Hmm. Well, you know what? I so... don't, I don't plan on ever going on another first date for the rest of my life. But if I did, you know what question I probably ask? Oh, what? Okay. Pretend like you're asking it to me. We're on a okay. first date right now. Okay. Hi. Right. Um, Nice to meet you, boys. I'm, I'm well, really happy. No, wait, I've met you before. You already met me because I okay. asked you out. So you... All right. So I'm it's glad like, hey, you asked me out. Good to see you. This good. is really yeah. cool. This is what a really nice restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I looked it up and it, they had a nice steakhouse in the area and I figured it was close to your job. So that's cool. I hope you like it. Oh, I do. I think it's really nice. So okay. what would you like to know about me? This is our first date. Oh, well, let me get let me get your chair and hold oh, on. Well, thank let you. Me, let, let okay. me, uh, waiter, waiter, can you get her, get her whatever drink she wants? Yeah. Okay. Ooh, all right. Yeah. Nice. Okay. All right. So, okay. um, okay. So, you know what I do? I would start off and I would say, so tell me about yourself. Okay. And then I, boom, 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 boom. I tell you a little bit. About and then I would sit there and listen and let you tell me your life story. So I could, because I believe that if you listen long enough, people eventually tell you who they are. Okay, so I would I would also, I would answer it, but I wouldn't go into my whole life story. I'd just say basic stuff about myself. And then I would turn and I would say, so tell me about yourself. And then you would mm. go into it. 
Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, th and then I would flip it back and I would say, so, uh, oh, so that's where you're from. Oh, you're from Gary. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I have a, I know somebody, I know a couple people from Gary. Yeah. Michael Jackson's from Gary. Man, that's, yeah. And then I would say, oh, wow, you're in social work. That's really, tell me more. Like I would ask questions that give you an opportunity to tell me who you are. And, and then I would lean on my instincts to kind of feel my way around that. I don't think I would be asking specific questions like, well, Tell me, what is your credit score? Or, <laughs> or how do you how do you feel about two parent households? How many children do you want to have? Can I see your baby pictures? Like, I think some of these questions <laughs> these are now these are questions that you where you might want to get the information, right? It's valuable information, but you can't just some of these questions are not realistic. Put those questions back on the screen. I would be like, this is our last some, and first, yeah, our some, first and last. Yeah, day. some of those questions are like it's like a damn job interview. I don't give me a yes or no <laughs> if you. Think that somebody's I'm gonna let's quickly I'm gonna do a quick read of some of the questions <laughs> and we put it up on um on the Boyce Watkins page. Oh yeah, let's see what it says on let's the see what Boyce they said page. Uh let's see. What are your immediate intentions and what are you looking for? Uh let's see, it gives them time to let you know that uh that you you wasting your time and you can prioritize him another way. So what are your intentions <laughs> and what are you looking for? Don't waste my Seriously. time on this date. I could be somewhere else. Right, right. So <laughs> so I'm serious. Like so it looks like there's a woman who put this up there. Now I'm asking the fellas in the chat. How would you feel if a woman on the first date was like, so what are your intent? What are your immediate <laughs> intentions and what are you looking for? Like, I, I feel like this may be a polite way to ask that question, but Wait. I feel like that's too much. That's a lot of pressure. Wait, here, here it is. Are you already married? Does your wife know you're out on a date? <laughs> no, that's funny. Does no, your, that's hilarious. Does your wife know you're out on a date? See, I think people are just being funny, though. The question itself doesn't matter. I just observe and feel energy. See, that's a smart answer. Yeah, right there. who, that's who a good... said that? Higher, look, higher realms. Yep. She gets it. Yep, she's operating on the Look at her face. She looks like she gets it. Yep, and then another comment. See, I can tell these are intelligent black personally, people. Personally, I would I do observation. These are, these are intelligent mm -hmm. black people, right? Look at this. Yeah. Look, personally, I do more observation. I focus on their mindset, goals, maturity, et cetera, on the first date yes. to know what is really worth my time and energy. That's what you do. That's a You got to look and just listen and learn. And I think the other thing, the mistake I believe people make is they're so eager to talk about themselves that they don't realize how much value you gain just by listening. Mm -hmm. and, and also people like you better if you listen. You know, they don't well, like you better you if you talk if you, less. What if you got two people listening and then, I mean, no one's then, sharing? Then you got to Then it's like, <laughs> we're going to hold out. I'm going to listen to what you say. You listen to what I say. So I think you do need to, mm. you need to lower your guard a little bit and try to get, I think on the first date, it should just be friendly questions. Mm. Like, don't ask questions about how much money you make and all that kind of stuff, your credit score. I think it should just be, get to know somebody, just get to know them and be friends with them. Friends. Mm. And I, no. don't ask about intentions because really you should just say, you know what? I'm just looking to have have some fun. Mm, uh, <laughs> some clean fun. That I'll say, have some fun ain't gonna work. But somebody, yeah, you know, some here's when somebody says, "So, what are you looking for right now? A friend, keeping yeah. your options open to have fun, a relationship, marriage." I think that's a fair question, you know, because if you if you're looking for marriage and the other person is just kind of like, you know, no way, no how am yeah. I ever getting married? I think you need to know that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just looking for a friend. That is mm. not my intention. And whatever they say, you just have to thank them for being honest with you. Mm. Even if you disagree, you say, mm, well, that's not going to work. It's okay to be friends with somebody. Well, I think a lot of people lie to themselves and they lie to each other about what their intentions are. Yeah. Um, I think most people, like I've seen people, if you ask them, like, what are you looking for? They'll say, oh, I'm looking for my soulmate. I'm looking to get married. 
but you'll see that they have dated 30 different people in the last three years, <laughs> right? And the odds that all 30 of those people were not qualified are very low. And it really speaks to the idea that yeah, some people have said this, that sometimes you're 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 just fooling yourself. You, you, you're looking for something that doesn't exist and you enjoy the, the hunt. Like we like to say men like the hunt and like the chase. But there's also a theory that says women also can enjoy the chase where they're they're like, OK, I'm going to chase this man until I find out he's not perfect. And then I'm going to chase another man until I find out he's not perfect. Then I'm going to chase another man. Find out he's not. And, it, and it becomes it becomes like those. Well, hold on. You, wait, you, let me finish. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes like that TV show. You know, those TV shows where they will have a character that's always looking for his father and he never finds his father like three seasons go by and he never finds his dad. You know, or like the good times where they were always trying to get out of the projects and they can never get out. Every time you thought they was going to get out, something would go wrong. And then when they finally got out the projects, the show was over and then we were sad. Yeah, I mean, that's one way of looking at it. I think another way, instead of saying this person is perfect, maybe they're just paying attention to red flags mm -hmm. and then they notice the red flags. Like, it's one thing to know that people have baggage when they bring baggage into the relationship. That's another, that's one thing, but like severe red flags. Like mm -hmm. I do think you should pay attention to red flags before you, mm -hmm. you know, take it any step forward and not ignore it. That's why it's important. I think for everybody to have a good support system, like someone you can talk to about what's going on with you, because sometimes you can be blinded. I have watched too many Netflix uh, specials and documentaries on how people get manipulated out of their money because someone mm. is, you know, and they had they confided with their girlfriends or boy or guy friends or talked to someone about it, then they wouldn't have been manipulated. It's a, unbelievable how you don't really focus in on your gut instincts. Mm -hmm. You don't, you don't, you like you're blinded by the fun of a new relationship and mm. you ignore signs. There are signs. I mean, people can't hide who they are. Maybe they can on the first date, possibly, but it's eking out like who they really are comes out and you really do need to be pay attention to that. So I'm not certain I'm going to push back on your perfect comment mm -hmm. because I haven't run across anybody that's like I need somebody perfect. I've well, run across people to say, oh, these are some red flags and I don't know how this is going to work for me. I get, I get that. Right. But if 30 people all had red flags that made you feel like you couldn't live with that person, that tells me either you're a terrible picker, you deliberately go after horrible people or your red flags are just you know, your own you, you, you set a standard that's yeah. almost impossible for anybody to meet. Like okay. you, if you got a list of 10 items that a person must fit, and then if a person misses one of them and you eliminate them, that's, that's oh. not a healthy lit. Right. So, yeah. so I think that to yeah. me, when I look at red flags, I pretty much, honestly, when I was dating, I assumed every woman had some red flags in terms of things I knew would get on my nerves or make, make me feel some kind well, of way. Hold on. I don't know if that's a red flag. Well, I'm gonna, well to me, I, See, I, think, I think red but, flags and baggage, right. maybe mm -hmm. there's like, Okay. Get, okay. So, so there you go. So there maybe that's the clarifying yeah. point, right? Baggage is not a red flag, but there are lots of people that come into relationships with baggage. And, and I think to, everybody comes in. Right, right, right. And I've seen people take baggage and look at that as a red flag, you know, oh. and then say, oh, well, no, you know, he's not right because of blah, 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 or she's not right because of blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. And, and I think that it's like, there's this quest to find it's like politics, right? Like we get all these really bad politicians in our country, but we, you know, and our politicians are liars and they um, have these scandals and they blow our minds. And, but you got to look at it and say, well, who's picking the politicians? We are. 
So when we, do we really pick politicians, we do. We we vote. We you know we vote and we we we, we decide who's not it's gonna. Like, I think I think we do that. We have a say in that, right? And I think that what the problem is is that politicians realize that you cannot get elected by telling the truth about everything. You have to present the image of perfection because everybody's looking for the perfect candidate. And the longer you've been around, the more you've got these dings in your background. Like yeah, you know, like you become Hillary Clinton. Where you think about she it, has so much in her right? But here's the but thing: she would have been a great right. president, probably. right? Right, and that's what I mean. Hillary Clinton is she would have killed. Was, she Trump. was probably the most qualified. She was definitely the most qualified person in that election with Trump, right? Yes. But we didn't want her in there because we were looking at all her baggage, and we knew where the bodies were buried because it right. was literally bodies buried under her name. Right, and who can have a forty-year career and not have some dark yeah. spots in that in, in a messy game like politics? Yeah, that's unfortunate, but I feel bad. I mean, just, I, I don't want to get too political, but I do feel bad that Hillary didn't make it. I feel like she well, earned it. She did earn it. She and, got this. Like, somebody like, like that. Trump comes in and just like yeah, it, sweeps. Well, it was, really, it, it started with Obama. If you remember, yeah. I, I still remember 2007, I was on CNN and I was talking about Obama and Hillary, and Hillary was dominating Obama. She was. And it didn't look like, it was a joke to even think Obama would win. And I said, Hillary better watch out because this black dude just got an endorsement from Oprah. And I bet and you, that, I bet, yeah, I said, I bet you the Hillary Clinton camp is very nervous about yeah. Obama. And I still specifically remember at that moment, Obama did not have the momentum. He had a very small percentage of the vote, even a small percentage of the black vote. And, um, and then, so she was, so Obama was the first one to kind of pee in the lemonade, you know, for Hillary Clinton. He, he did. Right. You know, in, in, in Illinois, uh, Barack Obama, I don't think he was going to win that Senate seat, that U.S. Senate seat, because the guy mm. he was running against in Illinois, he was way stronger. Or whatever, you talking about Ryan. Bobby Rush? No, 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 no. I'm talking about the state. No, the U.S. Senate. Oh, he, he okay. won because the guy he was going through a divorce from that lady from Voyager, Star Trek Voyager. I don't remember. Seven of that. nine from Star Trek Voyager. Real story. Okay. Got a divorce from this man who was the who was up against um, Barack Obama for U.S. Senate. Barack Obama was the underdog. Like there was no way he was going to win that race. Somehow, mm. the divorce papers got leaked. I think Quincy's Googling. Quincy's Googling it. Somehow, the divorce papers got leaked, and that's how Barack Obama won. Somehow. Somehow. <laughs> you talking about Chica <laughs> Chicago, Chicago politics? politics. Ain't the no, ain't no somehow. Yeah, ain't no somehow in Chicago politics. That's that's also is that the lady? That's the lady. She was married. That's seven of nine, by the way. She's pretty awesome. And um, so she got divorced from the guy, from the man who was running up against Barack Obama for Illinois Senate, and he was not going to win that race. Mm. And when the divorce papers got leaked and all this stuff came out about him, that's how he won. So it wasn't like he beat this guy. It was like he kind of won by default. Mm, wow. Jerry Ryan, yeah, that's her name. Yikes. Anyway. Okay. So, by the way, you listen to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia, where we start off with one topic and end up talking about Star Trek. <laughs> um, if, <laughs> if we can incorporate it, Star Trek in every conversation, I'm a happy camper. Yeah, yeah I know you're a Trekkie. Trekkie. And you introduced me to Deep Space Nine, so oh, I appreciate that. I'm, let me tell you, all Black people, every Black person alive needs to sit down over the Christmas break. If you've done it already, you need to rewatch it. Star Trek Deep Space Nine, never before in history have we seen the most perfect black man in the whole world. He has no flaws, boys. Mm. 
Okay. I'm sorry. I and, just, the, and they're, they're, oh, and they're, and they're, and therein lies the, the dating problem no, in America. No, no, hold on. That's my homeboy from Gary, Indiana. <laughs> hold on. From Gary Avery Brooks from Gary, Indiana, played the best black father in the history of black fathers on TV. He doubles. Look, let's yes, give Avery Brooks the credit. Avery Brooks. And he done messed up the series because he won't go to none of the conventions. Well, because he was angry. Probably rightfully so. Spencer oh, no. for hire. So Star Trek Deep Space Nine, you want good TV. Um, and that that is a question, by the way, that is a question I will ask on the first date. Mm. Do you watch Star Trek? And if you say no, I'm sorry. That might be a red flag for me, boys. Okay. Well then that's a that's <laughs> all right, then let's put that on the checklist. Okay. All right, so here's some more questions. Um, and I'll just read through some quickly. You can grab the ones that are interesting. Uh, let's see here. Um, oh, do you have bisexual tendencies? Yeah, okay, <laughs> that's an interesting. <laughs> how is your relationship with your father? I think peeping that out could be beneficial. I think that makes a difference um, for women and for men. Um, you know, if I believe if a man has a good relationship with, with a good father, he's more likely to have like kind of a guide. Like our father is kind of a guide for me and my brother in terms of how to respond in our marriage, and I know that. For girls, the father is um, important for developing self-esteem and stuff like that. Uh, are you, let's see, are you married, separated, dating someone, or have someone in your life that thinks they are dating you? Yeah, that's, a good, <laughs> that's a good question. I mean, you. I mean, I think like, instead of asking questions about what's your relationship like with your father, like mm. that's kind of direct. Like I would say something like, oh, I mean, it's like, tell me about yourself. Oh, well, yeah. last week I went on vacation and me and my dad and my mom we went here. I said, you ever go on vacation with your parents? It's really interesting. Like mm. you ask sort of kind of not direct questions, but indirectly you can ask a question about like, you can bring up a story or share a story about you and your dad mm. and say, God, have you there ever anything like that ever happened to you? And then you can get from them, oh, well, yeah, you know, I don't see my dad at all. Or my dad is passed on. I mean, you can get like a little bit just by sharing a little bit. I don't, I don't think sex should be brought up on the first date at all. Mm -mm, I don't think so either. Yeah. But I know some women who cannot interact with men without it being somehow sexual. And I just, and I, I'm just. Those girls with no daddy. Do you think it is? <laughs> or, 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 they, or maybe they have a strict apostolic daddy. I just they, wonder, who made sex so forbidden. I really do they, wonder about like what goes to a woman's brain where it's like, oh, I'm with a guy. Let me just bring sex up on the first date. Like it is so, I mean, I don't, hmm. I would hate for my daughters to do that. Well, you, you know, know it I, just, I think it's, um, it's, and Quincy, it, by the way, Quincy's listening. Quincy, beware. Of a, if you go on a first date with a lady and she brings up this topic, and I know you don't want to talk about this with me, but like that's a red flag, honestly. Well, depending I, on what you're looking for, I don't is know. it a red flag? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'm gonna say I. I mean, you don't see it as a I red don't flag. see it as a red flag. I see it as a sign, perhaps that first of all, you know, we live in a society where we don't even know. Like gender roles have kind of just been changed so much. Nobody knows exactly what the man and the woman are supposed to do as much as they used to 30 years ago. But I also think that um, I would see that maybe as a sign that she has concluded that sex is a great way to get attention from a man. And, and, I, and it would make me wonder like, okay, have you ever had a scenario where you've gotten healthy attention from a man that didn't involve him trying to sleep with you? And I think, again, that's what the daddy does, I think. Mm -hmm. I think that's why fathers are important is because I don't. I would hate for a girl to grow up thinking the only way I can get a man to spend time with me is if I 
give him what he wants. Now, if you're just mm-hmm. a horny little little thing, then I mean. Then know. I'm wondering about like if you've had like past like I just always wonder like when people are introduced to sex too early, mm-hmm. and or, or it could be frightening to them in some other in some way. So it's mm-hmm. just like they in their mind associate the opposite sex, the opposite gender with this sort of thing. And so they can't, like, instead of thinking about getting to know that person, which by the way, when you know somebody very well and you have a connection with them, that's when sex should be brought up. And not, and not before the cart before the horse in terms of like satisfaction and stuff like that. But I will say that it's just, it, it might be a red flag that there's some issues there. It could be. Um, no. I don't use the word should in as you know as much as I could use it, I guess, because I don't know if I'm in a position to judge someone's choices sexually. I see it as, <clears throat> you know, do you understand the trade-offs? And what I mean by that is like, you know, let's say you really are starving for attention and you realize, okay, I can get a lot of likes on my Instagram post if I show my booty. And, you know, do you understand what, the difference between that kind of attention versus attention that comes with 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 long-term intention you know like some some atten- attention always comes with a type of intention connected to it yeah and so if you are doing things that just spark a man physically then his intentions are hey you know okay i see you in a certain way you i put in my mind i might have put you in a certain box and you can't jump necessarily. You can, you know, it's like it's like in um, acting, you know, when you take that first role and you get typecast, you can't say, well, now that I broke into acting, I can just go become whatever I want. Sometimes you luck out like Kim Kardashian broke, became famous off a of sex tape and then she somehow rose into something else. But there are some people who start their careers with the same. Montana Fishburne started her career with a sex tape. And she became a porn star. She can't jump out of that box. She wasn't able to do it. Or right. there's some people who got typecast and they just like, they roll with it. Yeah, yeah. Some people, guy, some people roll with it. Yeah, remember absolutely. Remember we were watching that um, cartel, the Hispanic cartel out of Colombia? Remember we were watching mm-hmm. the country yeah. Colombia? What was um, that? You're talking about uh, Narcos. Narcos. There are characters in that in that show where I was just like, this person is typecast, but this person is getting gigs. Oh, yeah. There are some people who, when you think of a Narcos, there are some people like, okay, my mind goes to these list mm-hmm. of actors. And sure enough, they won't disappoint you. They are in every single series. Like, you, you, always play the cra- you, always play, you always play the crazy Hispanic gang member gang or whatever. Member. Yeah. And I'm picturing these people in my mind. I don't know their names offhand, but I'm picturing these people in my mind. And I know that that is, yes, <laughs> they're going to be, I can tell you the list of people that's going to be in this show. Well, so. that lady that looks just like um, Tisha Campbell, who's always in movies. <laughs> But she plays the talented. she plays the loud ghetto the loud ghetto check chicken every so uh, let's look at a couple more okay, questions for you. I'm sorry. And by the way, you're watching Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins. This is my wife, Dr. Alicia Watkins. And uh, and if you want to learn more about Dr. Alicia's work, you can visit coachingwithdralicia.com. That's coachingwithdralicia.com. So, um, oh, it's, it, and I'm probably talking too fast because Quincy's switching up the screen. <laughs> no, probably, All right, so, so, so yeah, well, yeah. First don't, of all, don't worry. can we just like salute Quincy for these transitions? Hooray! He should have he should have some sort of applause track or something. But, um, but yeah, Wait. so there Yay. we go. Yeah, yeah right on, right on. 
All right. So, um, okay. So here's some other good questions. What are your plans for the future? I think you could ask that's that. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good one. Give um, me your five year plan right now. <laughs> well, I would say if, if you, if you hang out with a person and you, and, they, and you ask for the five year plan and they can't really give you one, then that means that, that their plan is to not I'm just be successful. Leaving day by day. Right. Right. <laughs> um, the question will depend on the outcome of our 30 minute conversation. Okay. Uh, where do you see yourself in five years? Uh, where are you in life and where do you aspire to be? So a lot of those questions uh, coming out. That's good. Uh, what's the interest? Uh, you want to know if you if you are compatible and what your intentions are. Uh, I would ask, are you married and do you have children? Uh, were you raised by both parents? <coughs> you do know we're going 50-50 on this meal, right? <laughs> so what do you think? I'm going to ask you about that last question. So, Dr. Alicia, what is your thought yeah. on the whole 50-50 conversation? I mean, if someone said that to me, I'd be like, okay, fine. We'll go 50-50. That's okay. Like, I wouldn't need, I wouldn't make mm -hmm. that big of a deal out of it. But I really do. I was thinking, like, coffee versus a date. Like, I kind of mm -hmm. feel like okay. there's got to be several different conversations and interactions with someone before you actually take someone out on a big-time date. Now, I don't know. I haven't been in the dating world for a long time, but I'm thinking, okay, I meet somebody online. Let's just say online because that's where most people meet each other. They have a couple of conversations. They got to exchange photos. Like, that's one level. Second it, level. Exchange photos? Like, tell, tell me what you look like. Oh, no, no, not photos like that. But I'm like, give me, let me see a picture of you. What's your social media page? Like, Why wanna, would we exchange? I don't understand. What, what you... I'm thinking like, okay, you meet somebody online, you see their profile pic right, online. Okay. So you see that, but then I would be I'm thinking if I'm meeting someone online, I'll be like, okay, let me see, let me see what you look like. Oh, like, I would have to you're know. talking about online date. That's what's a whole No, I'm not talking about online date. I'm talking about before you get to a full-on date. Oh. There are a lot of mini interactions oh. you have to have with somebody, right? Okay. Don't that make sense? Like Yeah, but I'm not thinking about social media. I'm just thinking about like somebody you just meet and you just know them. You're yeah, like, but, hey, will you go out with me? Well, hold on, bear hang with me. Okay. So you, someone's like, okay, I'm going out on this before you go out on like a full time date, like mm -hmm. I'm gonna pick you up at eight o'clock. We're gonna go out to dinner. We're gonna go to the movies and then we're gonna have some drinks afterwards. Let's just say that's the scenario. Like that's mm -hmm. a lot of money you're spending on that date. So before you do that, it seems like to me, you'd have telephone conversations with that person. You would see them on social media. You would ask a lot of these questions you would ask first, mm -hmm. right? And then it's like, okay, let's meet up for coffee because just meeting someone and seeing pictures of them and having conversations with them, you need to see them live and in person and say, let's meet somewhere neutral for coffee, mm -hmm. you know? And then you have like coffee is kind of like, that's like a 20 minute date, you mm -hmm. know, just drinking a cup of coffee with someone or coffee it could be tea or whatever and then you have a conversation with them and then maybe after that after all of these sort of interactions with them if you like them then maybe that's when a full-on date like that picture like the picture oh no i, I was down. i was signaling to quincy to put us up uh, make us big on the screen oh make us like big the, yeah. but anyway if we if and then and then you'd have like a date where like i'm gonna ask, would you go on a date with me Let's go out to dinner. Mm -hmm. Let's go ice skating because it's, you know, cooler outside. Let's go ice skating. Let's do something fun together. Like that's when you would right. arrange a date, an actual date with someone. Okay. So I'm so, thinking, yeah. Okay. I, I can see that, right? I think that when you talk about like who's paying, um, I think different people have different points of view. Um, I've always been raised in a space where as the man, you always pay, you know, for the dates, or at least in definitely in the beginning. I think in a relationship, you can do whatever you want to do because you understand each other to a point. 
but I think in the beginning, I've always felt like the man should pay. Well, what but, if I but, ask you out on a date? What if I say, well, hey, boys, well, hold on. What, let's let me, go out on a date. I'm asking you on a date. I should pay for it, right? Um, No, because no? I'm not going to let you know. I'm not doing that. That's not how I was raised. But I will say that, huh, um, okay. I will say, though, that um, I think a person has to think about whether they let somebody else pay for them. If it's like dinner and it's expensive, because sometimes people have expectations that yeah. that not maybe it may not even be sometimes it could be a sinister is like okay i pay i bought you a steak now you got to sleep with me but sometimes it could be something as basic as like i paid for this dinner and now you you're not you owe even, me you right or, or you're not even talking to me now and you 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 owe me another date you know what i mean like like there's like a reciprocity that naturally kicks in and you've got to be careful about that and i think that by saying like no thank you you're drawing that boundary to kind of mm-hmm. signal like I'm not ready to go that deep with you on this. Like yeah, it's almost it's almost like nice. go, it's almost like going on the trip. Like there, I, like I've seen cases where maybe a woman thinks that if a man invites her on a trip, if she just, she could just go if she wants a free trip. And there are some people, you know, even if the man isn't a man who says I want to sleep with you, a man is going to interpret you accepting a free trip from him to mean that there must be some kind of interest. And so if he finds out that oh, you only took the free trip just so you could get something out of me, he might be resentful, not not without even expecting like something like sex or whatever. Like I kind of think that what you accept, like I'll give you an example. When I was 16, um, I, I, I had, I, um, what was it, Valentine's Day came up and there was this girl that I worked with named Ingrid at, 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 at Wendy's. And Ingrid jokingly said to me, she said, hey, boys, you know, are you going to be my Valentine? And it was the day before. And I was like, OK, sure. And I, I thought I had to get her a gift. Right. So, you know what I did when I got home? I had this old camera, like an old Polaroid camera. And I was like, I could just give this to Ingrid. Are you regifting to Ingrid? I was regifting. <laughs> and I went to the job and I said, here, here's a here's a gift. And I don't know if it's Valentine's Day or whatever. That night, her father <laughs> called me. Her father was like is his voice? I said, yeah. He said, this is Ingrid's father. And I was like, Ingrid? Ingrid who? He's like, Ingrid at Wendy's. I was like, oh yeah, Ingrid, Ingrid, yeah. I couldn't remember at first. And he was like, you gave her a camera and sometimes when boys give girls gifts like that, they expect something in return. I was like, no, I didn't expect anything because I was 16. I wasn't even, honestly, when I was 16, I wasn't thinking on that level, right? And, um, but I understand why her father was like, tomorrow she's going to give you that camera back. It's too much. It yeah, right. It is. It was overkill. And also it's like, you know, you know, you have to think carefully before you commit to paying for someone. But I think you got to think carefully before you receive and accept yeah, compensation from and, people. And nothing should be in um, implicit. I think we should. OK, if I'm accepting a, a, a travel date with you, we're going out somewhere. We're spending mm-hmm. the night overnight. Like I would be like, well, hold on. What are your expectations for me? Yeah. Like, what is happening? Like, and I would feel kind of like, mm, I don't know if this would work. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think I can give you what you might be looking for. Or if I can give you what you're looking for, that should be explicit too. Yeah. Like, like, so I, I, like, that should be. Well, I think you definitely have to communicate. Like, you know, if you're going to take a trip, you got to communicate who's going to sleep where. Yeah. You know, and like, hey, what are you really hey, expecting? I can't guarantee anything and, about to go down on this trip. Right. Right. Um, and I think, and here's what I think too I think that if someone were to offer you something like a trip, trip and you know in advance it's probably a dead end that they don't have a chance on earth go. then you should not go no I right go. right or same thing with dinner like if you know it's a dead end 
you shouldn't let them pay. I mean, maybe if they insist or whatever, you, you I guess you maybe could submit to that. But I think that's where you get into the sinister stuff where I just hear guys talking online and saying, you know, saying things that are pretty extreme in terms of saying, like, don't spend money at all on any woman until X, Y, Z happens. Oh, these because, are some because, injured people because, well, 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 they, they, well, they say it. They say it because they, they know what it feels like to spend a lot of money on a girl yeah. on a date. And because uh, I happened to me, I it was I, I felt abused. I went out on a date with a girl when I was about 26 and I didn't have a lot of money. I was a graduate student. And I remember that she seemed to deliberately order every single thing on the menu every time we went to anywhere. Oh, how did you feel? Um, I felt used. I was mad. I was annoyed, you know, and, yeah. and I didn't even it wasn't even like I was hoping that she liked me after I spent all this money. I didn't even like her. I remember thinking and th- th- this it happened two times. That I think about it in my mm. 20s. And uh, in, in one case, I remember the lady was like, after it was over, she was like, yeah, I, you know, I told my girlfriend that you were a great person to go out with. That was a great date. I want to go out on another one. And I was thinking, I ain't going out with you ever again. Because I you saw you. To her, I didn't say it. I just didn't say anything. I just never <laughs> called her again because we went because we went out and um, and, and we went to a steakhouse and she ordered like the most expensive steak she ordered like two or three drinks because you know drinks are expensive uh-huh. at least back then they seemed like it seemed like a million dollars in my mind and i was like okay i can't afford to be trying to do all this with you you know now it's it may terrible. now maybe later in life when i had more money i wouldn't have cared i didn't you know it's like whatever yeah, but it's not even about the money it's the principle of it it's like she's got to know okay if you're a 26 you're a graduate student then like mm-hmm. i wouldn't have expected like in my mind, I'm like, okay, if I'm if I'm a graduate student, because if you had taken me out on that date, we both would have been a grad. Because at 26, I was a graduate student. Yep. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we were both graduate students. No I way we'd go on an expensive steak mm-hmm. dinner. I feel like, boys, we're both graduate students. Hmm. Let's go to. Even Red Lobster was like expensive back then. <laughs> we would have been at yeah. Applebee's or somewhere like that. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. I think it's really something. So like, I've been at a club before, and like. A guy who I knew I was never be interested in, he asked to buy me a drink. Mm. And I, and didn't, I was no. just like, no. Because yeah. if he buys me a drink, then I have to sit here and talk to him while I drink it. That's what, and that's what I'm talking about. Right, <laughs> I right. That. I don't it, want that kind of commitment. Yeah. yeah, that's where the reciprocity piece kicks in. It doesn't have to be a sinister sex. It might just be like they're expecting you to sit and converse with them or because... <laughs> You know, because you took something from them, you're with that person. And yeah, if they see you with somebody else, they'll they'll feel like you used them and all that. So I, I, I agree. I think that, you know, taking things from people yeah. is something that should be considered, you know. And I think for men, too, I think, you know, when when women offer their bodies to men, maybe, you know, a guy should think carefully, like, OK, she might not say, like, oh, yeah, if I give you all of this, then I'm going to expect something back. Uh, but if you're a decent person, you might say, you know what, I kind of know what you're expecting. And I don't think that it would be a good idea for me to take what you're offering me because mm-hmm. I'm not prepared to give you what I believe that you want. Oh, that's you just know? beautiful. You know, I mean, that would be so great. That would make them love you even more. Oh, right. So and then next thing you know, they, they definitely they try to chase you. you down. And Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So anyway. All right. So enough of that. Enough of that. All right. So we're, it, done, we're done with this question today. We all know what to do on the, and what not to do on the first date. Um, yeah, yeah. Somebody asked me, um, the woman I speak of, have I seen her since? Um, no, not, not that one. Not, not the, yeah, I, I, I had a couple. Y- y'all just don't I, know, like, boy, let's say the 30 years I've known boys, I've had like maybe, maybe two boyfriends, maybe, yeah, two boyfriends. In the 30 <laughs> years I've known you, I've only dated two 
men. Yeah, we we are and, not we are not going we are not going to retrace the had, life of Boyce Walker. We are dozens. not we are not doing it. I have not had dozens. I have not and had I've dozens of nothing. I've been single, and I'm like, who are you dating now, Boyce? Isn't that the first thing I say to you? Well, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to be smirching your past <laughs> on any level, and I'm not going to have you be. I would not stand for you be, to be smirched. So you've had a lot of first dates. I'll just say that. Um, you know, I I I I. It's true. I live my life, you know. I think as a black, as a man, I, I I had some options, you know, and and it was uh, an experience, and and I'm you know I don't regret it, and uh, you know, and now we're here. Now it's 2022. It ain't 1998 no more. So I prefer to talk about now. <laughs> talk about now. Yeah. You go back to the past quite a bit. So I I, I do I do in my I have own, to, in my I have own to go there with you. <laughs> Well, yeah, but yeah, I think I think overall, you know, in terms of just lessons learned through time, I think that that's um, that's the goal, right? You know, because you want to be able to look at your life when you get older and and not regret the choices you made, you know, not yeah. you know, and and that's that's a goal. So far, I have no regrets. So far, my life has been um, a good one. I'm happy with it. So anyway, okay. enough of that. All right, so everybody, uh, you're listening to Pillow Talk with Dr. Boyce and Dr. Alicia Watkins. Thank you all for listening. And by the way, Dr. Alicia is a licensed therapist and a full professor of social work. So if you'd like to learn more about what she does and uh, you know, check out, she goes website. and sees clients. Uh, you can go to coachingwithdralicia.com. That's coachingwithdralicia.com. I'm Dr. Boyce Watkins. Make sure you hit the thumbs up button on your way out. Thumbs up, share, subscribe. And we'll be back with another pillow talk soon. So take care. God bless you. See you Bye soon. Everyone. Peace. All right. <laughs> oh, well.